0: Good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Thanks for being in the podcast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? Great to have you. Looking forward to spending some more time talking about this topic that I began in the last podcast entitled Harmony at Home, Biblical Conflict Resolution for Believing Families. Uh, I have already given you some resources that I don't want to rehash there today, but I encourage you to pick those up, and I believe it'll be a big help for you. But uh, in light of the reality that many of you probably won't do that, I think it's good for us to spend this time jumping into this topic uh, that should probably fill just a few sessions here in the podcast. As I mentioned to you before, whenever I have people come into my study and want to get some biblical direction on how to deal with conflicts that they have in their home and in their family. Uh, sometimes it's difficult. It's a real conundrum for many pastors trying to direct those who come to him and in, uh, in, in thinking scripturally, because quite frankly, a lot of people that uh, come into my study or come into my office or email me are looking for some direction. A uh, Many of them have not had modeled for them even when they were growing up in their youth and watching their parents. Many people just simply haven't had a biblical template or a modern uh, a model of, uh, of the way that you behave even among your family. And God does have a will for that. I don't know if you've noticed that, but God has a plan and a prescription for what gives you a healthy home so that your home does become a little slice of heaven rather than constant battlegrounds and bumping of heads. The reality is that that's what a home is. It is a place for you to put into practice all those things that you learn in Scripture. Uh, And so that's why we're taking the time to do this. I want to begin with just a couple uh, presuppositions, meaning things that you need to assume are going to be true uh when you're getting ready to to uh, work through the difficulties that you may or uh, may have or will eventually have in your family and these are things that need to be constantly revisited it would be wonderful if i was able to learn a spiritual lesson and never have to go back and repeat that lesson again but the reality is my I, i'm very short uh, short-sighted my memory becomes Uh, becomes very, uh, I think, uh, forgetful uh, when it comes to learning biblical principle because there's this constant screaming of my flesh to demand what I want. There's a selfishness that inhabits every one of us that we're born into this world with. And until that's submitted to Jesus Christ and you're living under the control of the Holy Spirit of God, you'll never really have any long-term success spiritually with your family. And uh, I often grieve over the fact that many families just don't have never known what it was to enjoy a family life that's a blessing and an encouragement in your walk with God. Here are two assumptions that you need to understand before you can work on biblical conflict resolution in your home. Number one, you do need a foundation of healthy scriptural communication practices to talk with each other as you should, as God has outlined. Ephesians chapter 4 is a good passage for that verses 17 through 32, if you've never studied that out or had it taught to you, you need to take your Bible and a notebook and you need to figure out, there's at least 21 principles of how you communicate with each other, how you actually have a relationship with those that are in your family, whether it's your wife or whether it's your children or whether it's your husband, whoever it might be that's in your home, there are ways that God approves of our communication communication with each other. And there are things that he actually uh, frowns on and prohibits us uh, in the way we talk to each other. Uh, You know, and there's two major ways a lot of families end up dealing with each other. That is that they either blow up, which is a sin, or sometimes they will clam up and give the silent treatment. And both of those are sinful ways of relating to each other, and you will accomplish nothing that way. In fact, what that does is that sets up your entire, your entire relationship for failure. It's a recipe for disaster in any home where people are not, especially those that are supposed to be believers and disciples of Jesus Christ, when they can't bring themselves to talk to each other in a civil biblical way, then, folks, that's one of the first things that you need to address. And if that's a struggle that you have, uh, you know, a one book called it The Crazy Cycle, where you get on this merry-go-round of, of, uh, of uh, uh, action and response, where I'm responding in a sinful way to a sinful thing that's been done against me. And at some point, one or more of those people in that family unit have to, well, somebody's got to step off that crazy merry-go-round, that crazy cycle and begin to respond to each other in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. And folks, there is a recipe for that in Ephesians chapter 4. And I want to challenge you right now that if you've not read that and meditated on those truths, then you need to jump on that right away because those things are essential. They're foundational to you being able to work things out in your family so that your home becomes a haven and becomes an uh, honoring to the Lord. Secondly, let me suggest that I'm going to assume if you're listening to this and you have a desire to make your home honoring to the Lord, that you need to be in faithful pursuit of growing in grace. Preached not too long ago, a whole series on this in my church, uh, from uh, primarily from the book of Ephesians, but from other passages. But the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15, all the way in chapter 5 and verses 1 and 2, the Bible says that we ought to be actively pursuing, identifying with the person of Christ and becoming more like our Lord. And if that's not something that you are practicing I want to challenge you today that God has given servants of his own to help teach you. Uh, the Bible says in Ephesians four fifteen, speaking the truth in love, and that you may grow up in him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Chapter five the, uh, of Ephesians says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ has also loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sweet sacrifice and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. So we are to be imitators of God. Uh, that includes being passionate about taking seriously all of the means that God has provided for you, His grace, to enable you to overcome that abiding entanglement of our selfishness uh, that that's just made up our makes up our DNA as broken human beings. Uh, God has given you a number of ways to pursue, uh, get, letting His grace shape your life. I, you know, just for broad examples, regular study of the scripture. It's not a surprise to me when people come to my study and they're having such interpersonal struggles and problems that they are not people that are staying regularly and frequently in their Bible. Uh, When pastors recommend that you do that, it's not just busy work. It's not something to fill your time or to give you a guilty conscience. It's to say, hey, here's the medication, but I can't make you take it. If you'll take this medication and you will let the Lord work on your heart, it'll change your life. So regular reading and study of Scripture. For instance, take up the recommendation that I just gave you from Ephesians chapter 4 and and, and study, study that out in verse 17 to 32. Uh, if you're not regularly sitting under the preaching of God's word, probably a vast amount of the the uh, counseling that I do or the spiritual help that I give is from the pulpit. But when people absent themselves from the house of God and from his worship and understanding of the word of God, it is no surprise to me that they become dull uh, spiritually and incapable of seeing what needs to be done. Serving others is another way, by the way. Do you know that God gives great grace when you are a servant to others? That's the model of, of, uh, of love that Christ gave to all of us as we read in, in the word of God. So these are a couple things that ought to actually Uh, temper you and they ought to provide a foundation for you to be able to have biblical conflict resolution in your home. If those issues are not dealt with, then you're not going to be able to get very far in dealing with real problems. Getting a biblical viewpoint of what conflict is is so vital as well. A lot of the information I'm going to share in the next several podcasts are frequently used in in marriage counseling. Uh, most principles, though, I would suggest, equally apply to the entire family unit. Uh, the fact is, marriage is two sinners living under the same roof, and when you factor in that the children that God may bless you with in your home, the potential for conflict goes up exponentially. It it, it is huge. The goal of this podcast, and for others, is that you might be able... Well, first of all, it's not to suggest that that, uh, believing people in a home and in a family must always see things eye to eye, or even never to offend each other. I mean, that would be really nice, right? Uh, But that's unrealistic. What I am suggesting is... That with the wisdom of Scripture as your guide, you can avoid the fighting and the spiritual failure from happening on a regular basis. Proverbs 15, 18, the Bible says, A wrathful man, literally a hot-tempered man, stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention, or literally calms a dispute. You know, there's an overarching principle, the understanding of which ought to influence everybody that's listening to this podcast, if you're an authentic disciple of Christ. And we're going to turn to that next time. And that principle is really going to be a springboard for us dealing and looking biblically at how we resolve conflicts in our homes. May God bless you. Take the time to read through Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to 32. It'll help you to curb your tongue, to give you the right attitude and the right spirit when you deal with those with whom God has placed you to minister and love. I'm praying for you. God bless you. Walk with Christ.